creatives my name is matthias known as that matthias kid on instagram or just tmk for short i want to welcome everyone to dreaming in red by hearts cove where dreaming in red means dreaming with energy passion strength courage and most importantly creativity we talk with creatives about the sacrifices they have made to reach their own success and look to inspire many creatives around the globe today we are joined by tugwa known as shuttersworth on instagram um what's up man how you doing what's up man uh I'm, I'm doing good i'm happy to be here excited let's go uh if you want to tell us kind of a little bit about where you're from and uh what you do yeah so uh i'm from originally toronto ontario well small town ontario but i lived in toronto like most of my adult life life but um i've now since moved to vancouver um british columbia in canada um and it's where i uh I reside and yeah, I'm, uh, all I, I I love I love football. I'm a football photographer, storyteller, um, if you will, and I'm just mm -hmm. I'm excited to be here. Sick man. All right, sick, sick. So you said you were a big football fan. Question, like to break the ice real fast. Do you guys call it? You said you're from Canada. You guys call it soccer or football? <laughs> um, we it 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 interchanges really. It, it's um. I feel like I try and say football just to like appease to like <laughs> all of the like football purists, but mm -hmm. like it's nor I'm like from Canada, it's North America. We call it soccer here. Right. Um, but yeah, no, it's 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 it it is what it is. I I really don't care. Yeah. Um, I'm sure in this podcast you'll hear me say soccer. You'll hear me say football. It's, right. it's there's there's no rules. You know. Right. Yeah, I kind of I don't I don't care either. But uh, being from a Mexican background, it's just football, so it's our, all known <laughs> as football. Um, it's hard for me to call it soccer. But like but like you said, just being in North America, it's just said so much that it kind of just like sticks to you, and it's like uh, it is what it is, you know. <laughs> for real, it 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 truly is, and it's like um I always find myself battling this, especially not just myself, but like me and the team at Derby Mag, which is um my soccer. Um, publication brand that I have where again I said soccer where we're like <laughs> do we call it soccer do we call it football exactly um when we're when we're like we're writing about stuff so it's 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 always funny but like at the end of the day it's whatever you want to call it it's the beautiful game um, exactly and yeah yeah so like I said I mentioned to you prior to actually hopping on on the recording I am a massive football fan massive soccer fan let's go ahead and call it both um, I've been, you know, it's just the sport that I love. I think it's the best sport in the world. I don't think there's anything that compares to it. Uh, I just wanted to pick your brain on this podcast and kind of talk to you about maybe some of the photos you've done, some of the people you've worked with, how it's been and how you got there. So first and foremost, Anna, how was your, your background like growing up uh, within the, the soccer realm or the football world? And when did you kind of realize that you wanted to do photos um, and then specifically soccer photos? Yeah, so to answer the first part, um I'm I am uh like my 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 dad is my family is Zimbabwean. I'm African. Mm -hmm. So the first kind of sport, it's like a rite of passage is, is is soccer or football, whatever you may call it. So that was kind of like the first sport um that I was put into and obviously growing up in Canada, North America, basketball was always there, and I would say growing up basketball was like the one sport that I truly loved first. Um, but soccer was the first sport I played and was the one sport that I found I always related to. And like, I have some of my best memories with my, my dad through soccer. Um, so I played, um, high level soccer all throughout my like early years and like into high school. And 
Um, I kind of I stopped at high school after high school. I, I didn't I didn't proceed, but um, I kind of picked up a camera in my grade 12 year. And that kind of works into um, to the photography part in soccer is um, I picked up a camera, not my grade 12 year, but in grade 11, I was doing a co-op and I was like doing a school kind of magazine newspaper thing. And um, I was supposed to write and take photos and I discovered I really hate this writing thing, but like I really found that like I really enjoyed capturing moments um, on mm -hmm. on a camera um, of, of sporting events and just like in general. So like from then on, there was a point from like I'd say 20, probably 2014 to 20 like 18, you almost would never find me walking around outside of my house without my camera like my dslr camera um and i would just be capturing moments and yeah that's how i um that that, that was like my my memory was soccer and then in university um i went to uh ryerson university but it's now called toronto met university tmu mm -hmm. um and i was working for my school newspaper um and i started out writing um as per usual i went to school for journalism i'm um, funny enough um and yeah it just i i discovered like i've really really enjoyed like the whole process of covering the games but like taking the photos mm -hmm. and like being able to capture like a goal or being able to capture a miss you know or being right. able to capture like just like like just the highest of highs to, exactly the highest of highs to the lowest of lows i'm like this writing stuff is cool and like i'm decent at like telling stories with like through words but i was like there's just n nothing like nothing like satisfied me more than the feeling of like being able to capture like it through the image and taking right. these photos and yeah that's kind of how it started and how how i merged like football and 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 photography and yeah my earliest Sick. memories with it so like what's one of the what's like the first time that you uh shot at like a professional game like do you remember what game it was and how that like experience kind of was brought to you yeah so i don't remember the exact game um but like i was shooting again like i said i was shooting um kind of university soccer and i was super passionate about it like and by, by that i mean like i was like one of the biggest memories that i have that's like where i was like okay this is kind of what i like want to do with my life was like it was in 2016, and it was when Skepta, like, the, the, the rapper, was at his, like, peak of, like, just being, like, that guy from, yeah. from the UK. He came to Toronto, um, and all my homies were there, and I decided to go and photograph um, a Ryerson University men's soccer game on a Friday night. <laughs> instead of watching Skepta, and, like, gotcha. all accounts... A lot of people say that was the best concert of their life that they've they've seen like a lot of my homies um but like do i regret it no would i want to see skept alive i still haven't yes but like that was kind of the moment for me beyond like my like my first professional moment for me that where where i was like no this is it but my first professional yeah. only came from my friend mitch tierney who i call mr canada soccer yeah um, and it was through like i was i i bothered him for maybe like two years maybe to be like hey man let me let me shoot toronto fc for you guys let me shoot toronto fc for you guys let me shoot toronto fc for you guys and right. finally it happened and um from there i just kind of was able to shoot um professionally and shot the full season 
Um, shot a few games in 2016. Um, didn't get to shoot that MLS Cup where we lost. And then I shot all of that 2017 glory year for TFC. Um, and yeah, that was like, that 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 hooked it. You know, that yeah. was like, okay, this is what I want to do. Like, I realized that was what I wanted to do through like when I was shooting Ryerson games. But then like the feeling I got while being at like the TFC games and everything, especially when they're at their peak, that was when I mm -hmm. kind of figured. Right. That's like Jovinko, you know. Yeah. Giovinco, Altador, like Oso, like before he was like the Oso that we know, like Mr. Reliable, but like yeah. he, he was doing everything. Um, Victor Vasquez, like that team was, or, or Rondo Cooper, like like that team was 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 goaded and like solid. I mean, no, no Canadian team I think will ever be able to do um, what they did, and 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 I, I'll 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 stand on that. that oh yeah, that, I, I, that, I, that I have to agree with that 100%. I don't think it's even close. I mean, so I'm guessing your team is Toronto over Montreal. Oh, or... for there, those guys are forever in our shadows, and I will say it. Yeah. Like I, I my my um my, but I I will say this. My feeling towards Montreal has changed, um, quite a bit. I used to like not ever would never say anything nice about that team, but um, you know, I'm. I have I have I have more friends from Montreal now. Shout out to um, Ketsia Jisu, my no diploma friends, um, everyone out there, which has kind of changed my perspective on it. But they're still forever in our shadows. They will never right. be TFC. Um, <laughs> they 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 can they can win as many Canadian championships as as they want, but they'll never win a treble like we did. Exactly. There you go. I mean, one <laughs> Respectfully. Of the things, yeah. Exactly. One of the things uh, about being in, in the in the soccer field it's like you get to see so many different teams uh mm -hmm. but also like capture the emotions not only of your team like you being a supporter of a team already and being able to capture them but like like you said sometimes you're in games where it's like maybe the result isn't what you wanted and not not only are you doing your job like shooting it but like you also have emotions right like you're also like well mm -hmm. this just kind of ruined my night we didn't get the result we wanted kind of thing mm -hmm. yeah no uh i would i would say i'm like I think it's it's changing a lot now because there's you're seeing more and more younger guys, younger 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 shooters. Sorry, um, uh, pitch side, mm -hmm. but like in 2016, 2017, there weren't many young shooters, especially young shooters of color. Um, right. still aren't that many, and like I can't I like one thing about me is I'm always gonna be unapologetically myself, and I'm just a very extra person. So like. What thing? What I love about football is like the 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 supporters and the ultras and like chanting with them. Like mm -hmm. the chant, the, they'll be like singing like whoa, 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 whoa and jumping yeah. and like I'm pitch side, trying to take photos, but also like trying to enjoy myself and <laughs> and getting emotional with them. So it's like yeah, no, it's 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 um it's it's different, and I feel like that's also what I I I look for when I'm shooting. Like I could care less about kind of capturing someone kicking a ball like gotcha, i really don't yeah. care about that like i'd rather capture someone the second they kick a ball and it goes in or it misses and capture like their reaction you know mm -hmm. um and 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 do that because like anyone can there's all we're, like getty images will have and there's nothing against that kind of photography yeah. with sports but it's like i don't care about that really i want to capture like a moment whether it's happy or sad um, and there's been many games where, like, like two years ago, I had to capture, or two, two or three years ago, I had to capture um, when Montreal won um, the uh, Canadian championship 
against TFC right. in Toronto at BMO. I had to capture that, and I had to capture Montreal yelling. Um, can I swear on here? Yeah. <laughs> I had to. I had to capture Montreal and like the fans and the team and the players yelling "fuck TFC, fuck TFC," <laughs> and I like it hurt me so much. But like I knew that like the moments that I was gonna be able to capture from that like kind of overrode like how it was making me feel in that moment right. if that makes any sense like it was like i knew that the images that i was going to be able to make from that we're going to be we're going to be kind of um, balance it out exactly like it still was pain and like <laughs> i was cussing them out and i put my headphones in and i tried to play my music as loud as possible um my friend was there too aka he he was there he witnessed it all um, but yeah, it was, it was pain, but yeah, I, I try and just capture emotion more than anything. Right. As I say, like with my, with my work is like, there's, there's more to just capturing and taking a photo. I think it's part of, mm -hmm. you know, in, investing time and wanting to further your ability to storytell is what I say. Like there's more, there's more to just, like you said, taking that photo of somebody just kicking a ball where instead you focus more on the storytelling aspect where you could look at this photo and look back at it like three or four years ago like in the in the future and then see like exactly what that person was feeling in that specific moment and that's kind of what storytelling is especially in photography where it's not a video um format and you can't really relive the moment like playing through as a video it's more of a photo but that's kind of like what makes storytelling and being able to master storytelling what it is it's like you can see it almost as if it was a video just on a still exactly and like with with especially with sports photography i'm literally shooting the same thing every single time you know when i'm shooting a soccer game it's the same actions so yeah. it's 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 always trying to figure out and trying to look for something different you know that's that's going to be memorable because like i said if i went and was just going to shoot and was just like trying to shoot them kicking the ball and trying to shoot them looking really fast and really strong you know that would get old and yeah. it, it it does get old so it's like all about it's like i try it's it's i don't really like ever have like a shot list when i shoot games um but it's just like things that i'm looking for like um um one of my favorite photos and i'll try and i'll, I'll try and get it to you is mm -hmm. is a, a picture from when Zlatan was um playing in the mls yeah um and it was off of a corner kick he had just like attempted some crazy um I don't, I don't, I, I like, he just tried to do, he tried to, he was, he was, yeah, he was being Zlatan. I know what you mean. <laughs> and he, he, he did something and he like, just like, he was looking in my direction and I managed to get the shot. And it was like one of my, it's one of my favorite shots because yeah. it like was just Zlatan looking like Zlatan where he's like, right. I almost really just did that. Like you could like, if you're a football fan or if you're like, even if you're not, you'll know that like based off of what he was looking at, like he, he almost did something stupid. Exactly. Um, he almost did something like out of this world. So like, Capturing stuff like that, those are the moments that I look for when going into games rather than, you know, capturing players when 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 they score. Like after when 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 there's a goal celebration, I'm always shooting. I'm always just trying to like look around and see like what the different players' reactions are because everyone reacts differently. Some players yeah. will just run back, some players will get on their knees, some players will slap people in their necks. You know, there's yeah. always little emotions that are different every single time and those are like moments that i'm really looking for gotcha gotcha hey so like what is i guess i want to kind of see a day in the life or a day a day in the life of a game day for you like walk us through your your daily routine on a game day where you're shooting that game yeah um it's uh it's 
it's it's it's it's pretty calm honestly like i like to obviously like it's i mean it, it really starts the night before i try and always just make sure all my gear obviously is charged is on the charger i charge it up my, make sure my laptop's plugged in make sure my batteries are plugged in um and make sure all that's um sorted and then like on game days um i i don't like to do anything before the games i like to be like, I know I'm not playing, but I like to still, like, have energy and be fresh and, like, just have a good social battery, mental battery going into stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, show up to the game, maybe, depending on the game, two hours early, always trying right. to get that, that free media meal. Um, <laughs> and and then, yeah, I just, you know, I I get there and I just do my thing, you know. It's, 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 I wish it was more more in in like i i I don't i i don't take naps like ballers or anything like that i just you know try and make sure that like it's really make sure all my gear is ready um like i said i don't have a shot list ever um unless like i'm like one of my clients who if i'm like working for someone they're like Mm -hmm. we want this i just make sure i have that noted but like it's 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 i i like to just keep it like pretty pretty free and loose just because right. like i said it is capturing the same thing every single time so it's just like getting to the game like seeing who's starting going onto the pitch finding my spot like my one thing is when i shoot and it's kind of um i, I like to be on the six yard box line um i like to be really close to the net um Gotcha. I, I um that that would be my one thing. I I always try and make sure I get that seat. Um, so I I get in earlier to try and get like a six yard line box, um seat. And but yeah, no. From then it's just like you know you shoot, and then after the game, that's when the work really starts, right? Because then yeah, you have to. Um, most people go home, they sleep. I'm usually in that uh photo room for a couple hours. Um. Sorry to all the security guards that have to wait for us photographers, but we're in there actually <laughs> working, actually editing, trying to get the photos up, trying to get them to the players. You got, you know, you the players are always messaging us, picks, picks, we need picks. Yeah. So um, getting it to them and 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 yeah, that's 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 kind of what it is. Usually, like I'm working like two three hours um, after after the final whistle is blown. So it, it's a, a quite 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 a long kind of yeah that's kind of like late into the night too after a game yeah yeah like it's that's i feel like that's one thing that not a lot of people realize right like because it's like you go to the game and then the photos are up right but it's like yeah we give one or two photos that need to go up but then it's like there's still a whole batch of we shot usually a thousand to 800 photos that you have to sift through go through edit organize um so that's really the, the the tedious part um of it all but it's also a fun process you know creating your preset creating your look and all that so i have a few questions because i know there there will be a few um sports photographers who are listening to this once it releases i want to know like because i know they will appreciate these questions one for somebody who's not done this before also like myself like as when you said you go in and choose your spot how does it work like do you get to move around or is it you pick your spot and no longer like can move in that photo area yeah, so it 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 really depends on um it depends on what kind of game you're shooting, um the magnitude of the game. So like usually for like when I'm shooting MLS games, um um Major League Soccer games, it's you know, usually you get your assigned seat but then you can move it um to where you mm-hmm. want to go. Um or or maybe you can't, but that's just what I do. I always just 
get to my six yard spot right um because that's where that's where i like and then like when there's a goal um i will just run to wherever they go and that pisses off a lot of the older photographers you know but it's like I'm trying to get right there. I'm trying to get into that action, you know, exactly. and get into it. But, like, when you shoot bigger games, like an MLS Cup final or, like, um, bigger bigger matches, MLS, like, Canada soccer matches sometimes, or, like, when I was in, in Qatar shooting the World Cup, you had one seat and you couldn't move. Right. Um, and that sucks. Um, and usually what you have to do then is you kind of have to move around, and if you see your spot that you like, you can reach out to a photographer that's there and be like, hey, I, this is where I'm sitting at. Would you want to switch? And sometimes people are like, "Yeah, sure." Sometimes they can be, um, and not not even be a dick because that's where they like it's a good spot. They yeah. can be like, "No," um, and it's just like, "Okay, you just got to keep it pushing." Um, gotcha. So yeah, it, it it really just depends. Like when I was shooting um, university sports, obviously there wasn't many people there, so I could literally I I would walk around. I would be super free, and it was fun. Um, that was like the fun part about it. Like I could right. shoot right at the half line. I could shoot near the bench. I could shoot right behind the goal. I could shoot right at the corner flag. And when I shoot like CPL, um, the Canadian Premier League, it's kind of similar to that, where like you can move around a little bit more and a little bit more freely. Um, but yeah, no, it just really depends on on kind of the game, the league. Um, Got you. that, that you're shooting for yeah so different circumstances you know merit different you know different outcomes to what you can and can't do Makes exactly uh, cool so you said you mentioned uh qatar i want to know like how that was like you you got to experience being a photographer for the for the world cup right yeah i was the i was uh the team photographer along with um um uh, Bo Chevalier shot by Bo, mm -hmm. um, and we were we were blessed with that opportunity, and it was it was amazing, man. Like um, like I said, I've been shooting and obsessed with Canadian soccer really since like 2015, 2014 when I was shooting university sports. Right. Um, and so being able to be there at the biggest stage, it was always like for me, it's like Olympics and the World Cup. Those were That's like insane. My Mount Mount Rushmores. Exactly. And the fact that like I was able to like my goal a goal of mine was to always do one of those if not both before I turned thirty and I'm twenty seven right now so like it was cutting close yeah there you go um, so being able to shoot that and being able to like be with the team and like I have good relationship with like a lot of the guys on the team um like like they're like it's it's literally like when when you when 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 they say brotherhood it's literally like that they like yeah. treat from from whether you're whether you're alfonso davies to to the team photographer like myself to the kit men like we are all it's all like a family so like being able to be there we we're all kind of starstruck but like it's like we have a job to do and like we really wanted to you know um, going into there, Bo and I and 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 Tony and 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 Loban, like the whole social uh, social group, we really wanted to make sure that it's like, hey, we're in this group of death, but like we want people to know that not only are we like here to show on the field, but we wanted to show that like creatively, Canada soccer, what we have to offer, no one can touch us. Yeah. Um, and we were able to do like cool shoots with like. Um, the players and just like creating presets for like how we wanted stuff to look. Um, so it was it was it was really awesome and to be able to shoot Kevin De Bruyne, Modric, Hakimi, 
Yeah, uh, just like, like world-class players on the also, biggest stage of them all. Yeah, pinching myself. The Morocco game <laughs> was literally... Um, I shot a game at the Rose Bowl, a Mexico game, like Mexico was playing there. Yeah. And that, I shot that in 2018 until I, and that was 80,000 people. That was one of the craziest games, but shooting that Morocco game, Morocco versus Canada, that was the absolute best atmosphere I've been in as far as like those Moroccan fans like were absolutely crazy. They were doing these whistles that like, I've never heard in my life. It's not like the generic, like, like just the tongue whistle or like yeah, the yeah. finger and mouth whistle. Po- like not uh, that that like, it's it was like such a high pitch whistle, and they would all do it, and it would be like <laughs> it would sound like bats yelling, gotcha. and it was crazy. And I had a crazy moment at halftime because like I was um walking over to 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 meet um meet meet the team and and. Uh, Moroccan fans were like be- there was like water for the photographers and they were like begging begging for water and like I had like the Team Canada stuff on and like they were su- <laughs> I gave them the water and they're like hey we love Canada thank you and it's like that was awesome because it's like yeah. we're in battle right now but it's like I help you, you, you like you then they uh, they took it and like we had a nice little conversation um, and that's so, what it's all yeah, about exactly it's like for 90 minutes we're at war but it's also you know, at the end of the day, we both, we all love the game. And, yeah, it's, and that's what was sick about Qatar. Exactly. And that's like what it is, the beauty about a World Cup. It's like they say every four years, like the entire world just comes together and everyone is representing their own country. But but at the end of the day, it's like, well, we're all coming together for this one sport that we just love, you know, and mm. you meet, you experience things like that. And I mean, I have never been to a World Cup yet, but granted this 2026 kansas city is a host city like that's on my bucket list and i definitely do think that it's possible um but like yeah just like experiencing that that's kind of what it's all about yeah no it's it's literally like it's the world's game it's the beautiful game it's like you it it doesn't matter who you are where you are like you see it like people their cars at at least in canada like they'll always have they'll break up their flags whether you're italian whether you're whether you're mexican whether you're 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 wherever and everyone just like it's 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 just a it's a moment of pride too beyond just like you know the game it's like you can show your culture um like my greatest memory with the world cup is like was the was when south africa hosted because i'm my family is zimbabwean and south africa is right beside so like when i was watching those games and seeing like the south african fans and like culture and like it was like oh this is me like i would like i'd never really felt proud to be like you know of my culture at that point but like seeing that i was like and then going to school and everyone talking about the vuvuzelas and everyone talking about the 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 south african fans with the paint on their face and i was like yeah no that's sick that's like always what i grew up (laughs) on but like never had a place to talk about it never had a place where it was cool but now it's cool you know and that's what that's what's dope about about the world cup and, and and about football and being able to right. experience that live, going to a Brazil game in, in, in Qatar, seeing them, that was also crazy. That's sick, man. Yeah, it's cool to just hear your experiences, bro, honestly. I mean, to to kind of, I want to talk about your Darby uh, publication that you started, but to kind of wrap things up here on the World Cup topic, uh, let me just say, as a uh, fellow CONCACAF member, uh, as a Mexico supporter, like, I, I watched every single game 
almost every single game of the World Cup. I think I might have missed like the super early ones. I'm, I definitely missed the Argentina versus Saudi Arabia because I was like, yeah, this game's done before it even what started. What is messy? What is messy? <laughs> I literally said, yeah, there's no point of waking up at 4 a.m. This game's already done before it starts. And then I, mess, I missed one of the biggest upsets of the World Cup, if not the biggest. And so that's crazy. But I uh, just want to say, like, dude, Canada, the first game and literally... Almost every game, I think they deserved so much more, man. Honestly, it was like the yeah. way they were playing, the way that they would attack. It all seemed like... I think if they would have gotten that win in the first game, I think there would have been a whole different outcome. And I think they did yeah. deserve to beat Belgium in that first game, honestly. It breaks my heart that it was Michi Batshuayi out of anybody that, that really kind of... That, that scored. Right. Because that guy is like a walking meme. Um, and for him to be, you know, when you look back at it now, to be like, damn, because that goal changed everything. Because like, yeah, being being in that, being in the stadium for that game, that was a lot of like the World Cup qualifier games were crazy because like the country really, like Canada hasn't always been behind this team, like the Canadian men's national team, uh, right. like in and even in as as like close to like 2019, I remember. Like even now, really, it, which sucks. Like, they're the, the for the nation, nations league games. It's not the BMO. They they're not selling the top state, the top tier of the stadium because they it, people people aren't interested right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but like during that Belgium game, it literally felt like a home game. The fans, the Canadian fans, were so loud from not even minute one, but from the second those gates opened um it was wow. like it was a moment where i was like yo this is this is canada this is canada like this is who we are like against belgium too you know and i remember i was talking with like there was the stadium host they had a canadian stadium ho- stadium host and a belgian stadium host and he was like oh just give us time give us time it's it's the belgium way we we show up late <laughs> because like it was so loud like yeah. he even was like that was his way of giving us props without like giving us full props Exactly, um, and it was from from start to finish you couldn't tell me i was in in qatar you, you you couldn't like it felt like we were in like somewhere in canada in a big right. stadium and everyone was going crazy like the canada canada and it just made yeah. like like it, it gave you chills so yeah that that game yeah if we if we could have won that um, or even got a, gotten a point from it, you know? Exactly. Um, and that's what I was saying. I think, like, honestly, like, there were, the opportunities were there, you know? Like, the, the, chances, the chances were there. And I think it's, like I said, at the end of the day, I think that game definitely was deserved to be won by Canada. But, I, mean, I have an actual funny story about that peak, that, that, that game with that PK mm-hmm. where Fonzie missed it. I'm not happy that he missed it, but I'm not even going to lie. I never get nervous when, when photographing games. Um, and I don't think I've told this story outside to to like anyone but like the um, John Loban and John Bruce and and Bo. I was Bo uh, Bo and I were like going back and forth as like the team photographers because we could only have one team photographer bib. Yeah. And when that that penalty kick happened, I kid you not, I was terrified <laughs> because I've never felt like there was more of an important moment to capture in my life than then. And cause that would have been our first goal in the world cup. It was Alfonso Davies. It was against Belgium. We were killing that game. Belgium had Belgium hadn't scored yet. And I, I kid you not in my brain, I, a little bit of me was like happy when he missed because I was like, 
this is this is the shot. Um, like I need to gotcha. capture this shot, and it was just like it was a crazy moment that moment. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, and I, all I, the I, emotions after that miss is like, yeah, I can see where you're coming from. <laughs> yeah, because it's like I would, because when we did score, it was like, did we get the shot? Did we get the shot? I didn't get the shot. Um, but um. It was just, I mean, it, it ended up being man. Davies scoring the first goal in the World Cup was anyway, didn't it? Yeah, it was. It was Fonzie scoring a great yeah. goal from a, a Tejon cross, fitting. Yeah, I mean, he ended up getting his his goal and ended up being the first. Uh, you know, but like we said, that that goal definitely could have changed everything. Uh, when it comes to the World Cup, like I just I just feel like as every team in the Concacaf, I feel like at least for me, and I'm speaking on my own behalf because I know there's people that do not think like this whatsoever, like. I'm my number one team. Like I'm a I'm a Mexico fan at heart, but like in the World Cup, like I want every Concacaf team to do good. That's just because it's representing the area that we play football mm -hmm. in. No, as it should be. And so, and so I sit there and I watch the USA games and I cheer on the USA, even though that's like our our like eternal rival. I'm like sitting there in a World Cup, like come on, come on, pull a switch, like get it in. You know, mm -hmm. it's it's like I want them to win because it's. At the end of the day, it's, it's a reflection area. on it's a reflection on us on on, exactly. on honestly like when we all do well um it it looks good for for us because no one takes us seriously still unfortunately even like i feel like mexico people take mexico a little bit more a, a bit more seriously than everyone else but i feel like still like we're still fighting to prove that we're like a soccer region even though right. we're slowly not slowly, we were like within the last decade, I'd say we've been producing very good level talent like throughout the the con throughout CONCACAF. So, no, I, I, exactly. I'm, I'm right there with you. Like, I remember, I forget the game, but when Costa Rica was um, last game was against it? Germany, I think they were beating yeah. Germany at a certain yeah, point. Yeah, and they, they were beating them. And yeah. I remember messaging one of my Costa Rican homies being like, this is, is this, is this actually going to happen? Is this great? Like, <laughs> like I was, I was, I, at that moment, I was Costa Rican, you know, exactly. um, if you get that joke, you get that joke. Um, but, uh, uh, it, it was, it, it, it's, it's as it should be. Like we should be cheering for each other. Obviously, like when we play each other, I don't, I, I never want y'all to win. Right, I never want right. Mexico to win. I never want America to win. I never want Costa Rica to win or anyone. But it's like in a stage like that, like put the pride aside. Natural. Right. That's kind of like natural because you're you're in a competition against yourself, like playing in the CONCACAF against teams that you play like every year, every other year. Like that's natural for you to, you know, have that rivalry or want your team to always beat the other team. But like every four years when the entire world is watching, like you got to represent the, the area of football that you play and kind of you know back it up but like i said there's some people who just do not set the rivalry aside like I, I even here where i live like there's a lot of usa fans that are like dude i hope mexico gets destroyed i hope like i mean and to each of their own you know that's why i said at least for me that's how i think those people can just go touch grass <laughs> for real but no man thank serious. you for thank you for honestly like sharing your experiences that you that you lived uh, at the world cup that's that's a crazy experience to even just get to hear um, and I'm I'm very excited to see everything that that keeps happening with all the all the things that you accomplish as far as you know photography or just any anything that you work on because like I said your work is phenomenal I've I've been a football fan since I can even remember and so being able to just talk about it and like like I said I don't get the opportunity much to actually do that in in my creative portrait field because I do more of creative portraits and more of storytelling and so I haven't found a, I haven't really found a way to put those two together. But, you know, like I said, I still enjoy talking about it. And it's like 
soccer and football is the, the thing that I enjoy most in life. So it's very cool to sit and talk about it. I want to hear, lastly, before we end this podcast off, I want to just hear about your, your Darby mag and kind of how that started and uh, whatever you, you can explain about it. Yeah, no. Nah, so, yeah, Darby Magazine um, is my uh, my baby, really. It's a Canadian football, I'd say brand. Um, I, I used to say publication, but, like, I feel like um, one thing that we're really trying to do is we're just we're just trying to be do we do whatever we want. Like we just released um, that we made a, a stool, you know, mm-hmm. Um we we're known for our magazine and like our storytelling, and that's always going to be the most important thing. Um, and and bringing together the the North American, but like 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 our priority is always going to be the Canadian football community and telling those stories. And you know, I kind of started it because um, and with the help of like my team of uh, Ketsia, Ryan, AK, Jisoo, Mitch. Um, everyone all like the contributors thank you to to them we've been able to tell so many stories that you know before may might not have might not have seen the light of day because when i started um in like 2018 2019 kind of taking it a little bit more seriously and working with some bigger brands and bigger outlets like um i like just like copa 90 soccer bible and them they they would like like when canada the men's team would play or they would like it if like it was like a Christine Sinclair story or a Fonzie story. But like there's so much more to Canadian football than just that, you know? Right. And through Darby, that's what we aim to do, you know, and not just in Canada, but even in America, you know, you got like Venice Beach FC, Saturday's football um, scenes, all, all like so many dope communities that like, we want to be able to help tell their story and like amplify it and showcase the people, you know, like I was saying with about like no one respecting CONCACAF, no one really knows about North American football culture. So yeah. that's what we're, we're trying to help create, help grow, help unify um, and, 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 and tell those stories. And that's kind of what Darby magazine is and Darby as a brand is. We're just kind of trying to bring the community of, of football and enthusiasts together. That's sick, man. Yeah, like, I, what you just said about it being a brand, like, it's hard to put a, a name on something that's so widely open to just whatever, really, and, like, mm-hmm. being able to just create whatever it is that you want to create as a brand is is kind of like what I want to do with uh, my Hearts Cove brand. Right now, it's a media publisher, mm-hmm. but like you, like you said, it's, like, more of a brand. I do feel like what I'm doing also, it's hard to just kind of... Put in a put in a box and call it just a media publisher because I feel like it's so much more like I'm tr- I'm doing uh, like merch designs where it's almost like a fashion you know I'm also doing like different uh, I guess features and and pages and podcasts like this one here and it's like there's so many things that like are going into this Hearts Cove that I'm creating on my own also that it's like I don't really know if it's just a media publisher and I can't when I go to explain to people I'm like. I don't know how to explain other than to say it's like a big brand that I'm working on because there's not there's not a realm that I want to like specify it in. Exactly. Like you don't want to put yourself in a box and be like, oh, we're just a magazine. And then it's like, OK, then I guess we can only produce a magazine. Exactly. Or, oh, we're 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 a, a publication. But then it's like, oh, no, we want to throw events and watch parties and and exactly. come up with merch and make stools and <laughs> you know yeah. make documentaries and just do whatever we want we just it's it's just like it's it's hard so it's just like yeah Derby's just a brand a football a football brand canadian football brand 
um but we focus on north america too and that's what we're trying to do sweet yeah man well again i appreciate your time and, and talking to us uh we end this podcast with every guest uh it is called it is called dreaming in red because dreaming in red to us means dreaming with passion and dreaming with intent and uh with that being said i kind of want to know what are some dreams and goals that you have for this year uh for yourself whether it be for your business whether it be for darby whether it be just for your personal life some goals that you have that you look to accomplish this year um for you yeah no i think um it's just kind of continuing to tell canadian and north american football stories um uh, and continue to kind of help other pocs um kind of find their way within this um kind of sports world and 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 that because it is oftentimes you, i i like when i was at the world cup i was the only black dude you know, I was the only black mm -hmm. male. Um, and even when I'm at games now, so it's like that's one thing that I've been trying to do is like getting more POCs, more more visual minorities, women, women, women in, in, involved, um, just because it's like we all are there. But it's like getting that representation and telling those stories is, is just as important um, to me. So just kind of continuing to do what we're doing and just having fun you know, um, and, and, and meeting people like you would love to kind of get you involved within Derby and doing some kind of cool shoots and, and even get you out of KC game maybe. Um, and, yeah, and, like and, I said, bro, I am down goes. for all of it. Like I said, I, I told you and, and I told you off, off, uh, recording as well. Like I just haven't found a way to incorporate my love for football with what I'm doing currently, which is just creative portraits. And like, I do want to do that. I do want to find a way and, and do like, I don't know, just for example, like the ones that you mentioned earlier that I did the World Cup uh, photo shoot. I tried to mix a little bit of my creative photography with like some of the soccer jerseys and, and different World Cup jerseys to kind of make a little homage to the World Cup starting. But, you know, there's there's not much that I have actually found that works and that I can do to mix both together, both worlds. But I would love to find new ways. And that's kind of one of my goals, at least for this year, is to find new ways to be able to do both of those things that I love the most uh, in, in life and, and find a way to do them just more often. Let's go, man. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to, to, to get going and, and, and doing it. And thank you for, for, for inviting me on. Oh, and, for sure, and, man. Any any time. I'm glad I and I'm glad a lot of uh a lot of these experiences that you shared with us you, you were able to share because like even for me just listening on the other side is like super interesting as a football fan. So I'm sure a lot of uh football fans and creatives that are listening to this podcast uh are gonna be enjoying it. Lastly, just go ahead and plug your plug your social media, uh any social media you want to plug so that people can check you out. Yeah, no, um you can you can find me on, on social media, uh Shuttersworth on Twitter, I mean on Instagram, and Shuttersworth underscore on Twitter, and then um, more importantly, you can follow Darby Mag um, on on IG and Darby Magazine um, on on Twitter, and it's D Darby with an A, D-A-R-B-Y, Mag. Um, and yeah, it's just Darby to the world, and and again, shout out to, shout out to, shout out to you, shout out to this platform and, 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 and everything, man. Sweet, I appreciate it. Lastly, before I end, I kind of want to know where did the name Shuttersworth come from? Yeah, you um, it came from 
the movie uh, Love and Basketball, Jesus Shuttlesworth was one of the like characters' names. Yeah, and I yeah. just thought that was so cool. And then it was this. This was like in twenty again twenty like fifteen or twenty sixteen. I don't I don't remember when, but like or twenty sixteen twenty seventeen maybe somewhere there when like. Um, Instagram photography was really popping off and everyone was getting like cool names and like I was yeah. inspired by like Toronto photographers because that's where I was living, J Scale, um, like Visionelli and all those like cool names that like had something to do with photography. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just picked, I, I heard like that name from the from the movie and I was like, oh, I could just do like shutters, like a camera shutter. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of just stuck. Yeah. Oh, there we go, man. That's sick. Cause like I, 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 now that you say it that way, like yeah, that's that's a super cool name, especially making the, the shutters with the camera Make aspect. The you know. Yeah. yeah exactly. Oh, like, uh, that's yeah, cool. So, Thank you for sharing that. And yeah, again, like I said previously, guys, if you did listen to this podcast and you enjoyed it, please make sure to leave a review. I say this in every episode. I'll continue to say it for the rest of the episodes. Uh, that exist. If you enjoy the podcast, make sure you leave a review. Make sure it's real. I'm not asking for five stars. I never will ask for five stars. Make sure you leave for an honest review. Drop whatever star rating you think this podcast deserves. I'm going to cut uh, you off there. It's got to be five stars. <laughs> yeah, and I, I appreciate Not just this you. one, but all of them. All I of them. I appreciate all, all, all the love, man. And I appreciate you guys listening. Uh, that'll be it for this episode. Make sure you guys go check out Shuttersworth on Instagram. Make sure you go follow Darby Mag as well. Big things coming there. And uh, check out our podcast, our instagram at hearts cove xo and we'll see you guys in the next episode thank you guys for listening peace out